Rumi belongs to the realm of transcendental Sufi philosophers whose poetry, literature and teachings emphasize on the interconnectedness of the universe, the unity of being. It is undeniable that Rumi was a religious scholar. Nonetheless, the depth of his spiritual vision extends beyond narrow understanding of spirituality. This 12th century philosopher through his poetry, prose and teachings has given the world the medium that can help guide those in need. Positivity, compassion, love, grief, strength, spirituality and most of all the wonder of the creator and his creation. There's nothing he hasn't talked about. It is his magic of words like stars in a constellation that has caught the imagination of the world. Much of it sadly is lost in translation. I have a keen interest in Rumi's school of thoughts and in this podcast I have attempted to share the insightful lessons one can learn from his teachings about love, light, life and even oneself. But I am a learner myself trying to figure out my way while trying to help others find theirs. To know Rumi is to know the essence, the core of the universe, and to know his words is to know the divine revelation, the ultimate reason for our existence, love. But to understand Rumi, one should know where he comes from, what drove his philosophy as much as his poetry. For me personally, this has been a very long journey. Most of the verses I have read earlier were translations of his work in Persian by occidental authors like Coleman Banks. But once you start reading translations by Persian and Turkish translators or those who are experts in Farsi like Majdadi, E.H. Weinfield, Bill Shittick, you begin to see his poems in a different perspective. His words hold greater depth in understanding about life, death, love and the interconnectedness of the universe. Rumi was much more than his love poems. Rumi's words are a guide, a medium to help us travel our own paths. And to understand his words, one should know the Grand Master himself, his life, his faith, and most of all, his philosophy. This podcast is an attempt to walk that path, to immerse in his words and come out a better person. That was his intention all along. I remember the first time I had heard about Sufi literature was from an Iranian friend at university. She was also the one who introduced us to the poetic world of Hafez and Rumi. She had this very ornate book, the book of Hafez, and would read it aloud for us. She explained to us how the book of Hafez or Masnavi by Maulana Rumi was perceived in Iran. In fact, the Iranians love their poetry and poets and often recite verses in their everyday conversations. She told us that any time they were weighed down by travails of life, they would just open a random page from the book of Hafiz or the Masnavi and that particular page would be considered as a guidance, a verse that gave solace. I found that very fascinating. Poetry as divine revelation and solution 
She gifted me the Masnavi Manavi, the spiritual couplets of Rumi, one of his greatest works, something that changed my life forever and charted my journey into understanding Sufism as well as Rumi better. It influenced my life in many ways. It changed my world perspective, changed the way I wrote my own poems. This was also a period of transition for me because there I was, a die-hard Shelley and Shakespeare fan girl, bearing towards Hafez Rumi and Ibn Arabi. The magical ream of Sufi poetry was like an inward journey where the physical world gets blurred and the magnificence of only the spiritual remains. Rumi's verses and philosophy has been like a soothing balm while traversing a world with strife. Mevlana Jalaluddin Rumi was born in 1207 AD in Bal Kharasan, a region that lies currently in Iran and Afghanistan. In 1219, his father moved westward with his family to Konya in present-day Turkey. It was under the guidance of his guide and peer, Berhuddin Timrithi, that he became influenced by the doctrine of Sufism. He assumed the rank of Sheikh or the Grand Master in the Sufi order at Rum. In 1244, there came to Konya a wandering dervish named Shams-i-Tabriz. Rumi's encounter with Shams of Tabriz changed the course of his life forever. It was this meeting of two divine souls that to this day inspires each of us. What followed was 40 days of discourse between Rumi and Shams on the quest of enlightenment. Rumi found in Shams the perfect image of the divine beloved which he had long been seeking. Rumi was in his late 30s and Shams in his early 60s when they met. As their friendship grew, they formed a unique bond that transcended their different backgrounds. They spent months alone together and became very close. Now Rumi's disciples resented Shams and threatened him often with dire violence and one day he disappeared without a trace. Agitated by the loss of his beloved companion, Rumi sent out people in search of Shams. Rumi's son found him and brought him back to his father. After years of being inseparable once more, Shams, no longer able to take the threats from Rumi's disciples, disappeared once more, this time never to be found again. Rumi, of course, was inconsolable until one day he reconciled to the reality of Shams's disappearance. He accepted the fact that Shams's physical absence was irrelevant, believing that the lover and the beloved are one and spiritually inseparable. After Shams's disappearance, Rumi was visibly heartbroken and wrote many poems alluding to his mourning and loss. Rumi's poems about Shams are some of his most read works. It was during this time that Rumi began writing voraciously like a man possessed. 
thus began Rumi's writings, Divani Shems, his devotional verses to Shems, and six books of the Masnavi. These verses were written mostly in Persian and a bit of Arabic and Turkish as well, with phrases from the Quran and the Hadith. The Masnavi is a series of six books of poetry that together amount to around 25,000 verses or 50,000 lines. It is a spiritual text that teaches Sufis how to reach their goal of being truly in love with the Divine. According to Jamal al-Hamad, the Iranian historian and writer, the platonic type of mystical love had been cultivated by Sufis long before Rumi declared that he and Shams of Tabriz were two bodies with one soul. In such divine union, all distinctions vanish. Nothing remains but the essential unity of love in which the lover and beloved have merged their separate identities. In Dante's own words, in the Divine Comedy, he opines about Rumi's Mathnavi. He says, The poem belongs to the moral or ethical branch of philosophy. Its quality is not speculative but practical, and its ultimate end is to lead into the state of felicity those now enduring the miserable life of man. Rumi's mysticism therefore is not doctrinal but experimental and it is the flawed nature of the human condition that appeals to the heart more than the mind. A track from Coldplay's most recent album features Coleman Box reciting one of Rumi's poems. We conclude this podcast with that poem. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor.